Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the United Cloud podcast. Today, Edinson Cavani is joining Manchester United. The Uruguayan striker, who was most recently with Paris Saint-Germain, was a free agent this summer, and United have taken the opportunity, as Fabrizio Romano said, and they've picked him up uh, on a free, but they'll likely be paying him some quite hefty wages. We'll have to look into that in the future. But United are signing him on a two-year deal, which will be broken down into one year now and the option for another one in the future, it seems. However, obviously, as, as the transfer is breaking, which is happening right as we're talking now, there's new news getting revealed about that one all the time. And that's going to be our main topic of discussion for today. We'll also be going into the Tottenham game tomorrow, which is you know very important. And Jose Mourinho is coming back to Old Trafford. So that's definitely a massive talking point for today. And as it usually seems to be every single time, we'll be talking to you about Alex Tellez. And we'll be discussing Jadon Sancho and whether we think they're going to come to United. But anyway, on to Cavani. United have signed him. It's pretty much official. He's going to go and meet Woodward and Solskjaer tomorrow. I think they want to meet him before signing him. They just want to do some checks on the fellow. And it is likely to happen, you know, more than likely 90% done. And, yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Azam? What do you think about the signing? Is he a good player? Or? He's, he's obviously been a good player in the past, but he is 33 years old. It's just not the typical Oli signing, is it? Seems like we're repeating the mistakes of the past by signing a player who the, club, who the main club he's played for don't want him anymore. Just, I don't think it's a good signing, but then again, he's better than Igalo, so. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly better than Igalo. And personally, I, I think it is a good signing. I think, you know, you talk about his age and the fact that he's 33, but do you not think that for a player of his sort of calibre, you know, he's obviously got lots of class and he doesn't, he doesn't rely on his pace or his physicality. He's a very intelligent footballer. He moves well off the ball. You know, he's really good at bringing others into play. He sees, he's like a creative almost striker. He obviously struggles finishing at times and lots of PSG fans didn't like that about him. And yeah, he is probably not the player that he was. You know, he's declined a little bit as you do when you get older. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's too, too much worse than he was at his best. What do you think? Like, You have to think with these kind of signings. If, a, if PSG, a big club who, who we want to be competing with, no longer want him, then why should we want him? If we want to win that Champions League title, look, PSG made it to the final. They didn't win, but they didn't play him. So there must be something with him now that they don't see as good as he used to be. Well, I guess PSG obviously signed a Cardi, didn't they? I mean, if he's playing second, second fiddle to Anthony Martial, I mean, I think that's the way it should be. And surely it's a good deal. Martial has shown to me that he can lead the line for Manchester United last season. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So, if he's just coming in as a backup option and you play you play the usual front three, then I think it's fine. But, but, I do think we still need to get Sancho. Uh, Sancho must come in to, you know, fill out that front three and Cavani should be no more than a backup option. There are positives with it, of course. Like, when we brought Ibrahimovic in, the, the, what he did for Rashford, and even just bringing a player of that much experience in to gel in with the other players with that with a history of winning because Cavani is a winner they he, they basically win the French league every trophies, year isn't he? yeah with PSG you're going to win the French league every year aren't you so he brings that he brings the experience and offers what our current strikers don't he's good at what they're not good at if you get me yeah he's good in the air good off the ball i suppose he can definitely teach him a thing or two what about his wages? Are you concerned about those? I mean, they're said to be 170-odd K a week, but obviously we don't, we're just speculating at this point. 
we've seen that quote come around again uh, from the January transfer window from his agents, haven't we? Saying that if he if he was going to join Manchester United, it'd be for money. So, <laughs> yeah. and if it is a problem, we'll just have to wait and see. It's done now. We have to back him. Yeah, and I guess as well, if it is if it is being done on like a one year plus one deal, if he isn't good for the one year that he's here, we haven't got to give him the other deal. I think it really depends. You know, I I don't know. Obviously, everyone's got mixed opinions on him, but I do trust Ole's judgment when it comes to signing players. You know, you look at the signings he's made, and yeah, you know, Maguire's memed, but overall, I'd say he's probably been a success. Uh, Wan Bissaka, I think, is good. Uh, obviously, Bruno is excellent player, and I think I do trust his judgment with these signings. And there's no reason why he would have signed Cavani if he didn't think that he genuinely wanted to play for United. Do you think it's an Ole signing though, or is it the board stepping in when they think mm. this is one to make the? Because you know how out of touch they are. They probably think this is the one to make the fans happy if we sign no one else. <laughs> yeah, it most certainly it's not. I mean, I've seen most. You know, to put that post up uh, on my page just a few few hours ago, or a couple of minutes actually, just less than an hour ago. I think it was actually now, and the majority of the people in the comments were saying, "Oh, I'm not sure about this one. No, it's not a good signing. I don't want him at United." But when I mean, we've got him. Uh, I, I mean, again, I think I can't. I'm not going to complain about the signing. I think it's a good signing to make. But yeah, you're right. As a one signing that we need to take us to the next level, he's not the guy. I mean, we all know who that one guy is. What do you think? Do you think we'll get Sancho, or do you think we'll just watch it peter out? It's still tough though, because until we get that brief from Simon Stone, Ornstein, all the UK journalists, I'm not going to say it's done, because that means there's clearly a belief in the United in the United camp that the deal is possible. I hope it happens, but every hour that we lose of this transfer window is significant. So I'm not too sure. Is, is Woodward maybe being a bit deluded and thinking he can do it? Or or has he genuinely got a valid stake to suggest that, you know what, United can do this? I don't, I don't know. I mean, what was, what was very clear was that at one point in time, Man United wanted to pay the money for Sancho. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can disagree with that. And I think most people have... You know, most most of the outlets have reported that in the past. And United did have money set aside, according to Athletic, to sign him this summer. But for whatever reason, they haven't gone and done that. Now, if United seriously want Sancho, I do I do think they'll get him. I, I, I do think they'll get him. I don't see why they wouldn't get him. But, you know, maybe they're just going to play hardball. And maybe they're going to try and find some sort of last-minute compromise at Dortmund. I don't know, maybe like 115 million euros instead of 120 or whatever. But as, as it stands, I mean, it doesn't look very good, does it? It looks a bit doomy and gloomy. Something about this deal just seems dodgy, doesn't it? Mm. Like, it, for all we know, United and Dortmund could have been in on it the whole time and then something will happen on deadline day. Like, Because <sighs> there's, there's no way, there's no way that this will go down to the last day. Zork keeps saying 10th of August, 10th of August, 10th of August. There'd be something that, that in United would say, we can't do this, or why don't we pay the money earlier? Because if they're just going to end up paying the money in the end, what's the difference with, between paying it then and then paying it at the beginning? Having yeah, Sancho to gel in, having Sancho to play. I don't get it. I mean, how good would it be if on deadline day, 11th hour, Jaden Sancho is holding up the shirt, you know, he's in some sort of elaborate announcement video like the, the the scenes would be unreal but i don't think united as, as crazy as they are it probably is something they would go and do you know they'd plan an elaborate social media release of the player on deadline day because i know it would get more interactions and all that but i don't think they're like that like, i think they're 
that's the sort of thing they'd love to do, but I don't think they're intelligent enough to make a move like that. So, in the announcement video. <laughs> yeah, Boris James, Zork, Marco Royce, uh, Matt Hummels. Oh, imagine getting them all in the video. Ireland is the rapper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would absolutely love, you know, obviously that's not going to happen, but something a little bit like that where you've got a nice announcement video. But if we're looking realistically, it ain't going to happen. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to, I don't know though. I mean, the little boy inside me still says he's coming. It's never over until it's over. Mm, that's very true. And I guess when that window does close, we can we can say, you know what, we were never going to get him. You know, it's too much money. As soon as that briefing comes, it's over. Though. Yeah, as soon as the briefing comes, we know realistically we're not going to get him. Anyway, everything seems to be getting Sancho dominated these days. And I, I really hope that the Premier League gets Sancho dominated next season, or this season rather. But what's what's obviously clear is that we don't know what's happening you know we've only we've only seen stuff from from these journalists and half of them are saying different things so we don't really know but on something we know a little bit more about Alex Tellez um it's clear the United want the player we're obviously a little bit apart on the evaluation what do you think about that do you think we'll get him or do you think do you think it's going to be a another one where we miss out because we're haggling I've heard that we need to sign like get breakthrough by today because of him going on international duty or something. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I don't know. I just, I don't think that that really matters too much. I think you're going to sign a player. You're going to sign the player. It doesn't matter about him going on international duty. But that is a valid... It was in the Telegraph, wasn't it, earlier on? But I, th- I think... I don't see why we would sign Cavani with... Is it 10 million euros in agents fee? Yeah, if we which, weren't is willing to, which is ridiculous. Which, when we aren't willing to put that money towards Tellez, who is younger, and let's be honest, it's in a position we need more than another striker. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm, I again with the Tellez thing. Like we obviously we had Portio on last time, and he was telling us, you know, he believes it would be really sad if it didn't happen, and he's right. It would be really, really sad if it didn't happen, and it did seem at one point like, yeah, it would just be a matter of time. It was inevitable, it seemed, but. If United are going to be this obsessed with haggling over money to such an extent, they're not going to get to, not going to get Tellez. The outrage will just be ridiculous, and I don't, I don't think I think the club would probably be able to deal with missing out on Sancho if they can spin it in the media. But with Tellez, again, he's not a player that's. I disagree. You can't hide from us failing Sancho. We've tracked him for how many months? Mm. more than a year and we've known he's Oli's main target for 18 months there were links even last summer before Very the true. whole Dybala saga there was always oh. on, let's ignore that let's not go back to that but there were always the Sancho links you can't hide from that failure knowing that you haven't got you've lost Sancho to Dortmund you've lost Haaland to Dortmund you've lost Bellingham to Dortmund you even brought Sir Alex and Cantona to Carrington to show him around how can you yeah. recover from that loss uh, yeah, you're, you make a very valid point. And I, personally, I'm going to be absolutely furious if we fail to get him. But I, I, I know I know for a fact that if they don't get him, they're going to do whatever they can to spin it in the media in some sort of elaborate way, as they always do. Oh, we couldn't get Sancho because of this. We couldn't get him because of that. You know, that, it wasn't on our terms. He didn't want to actually, you know, blame it on blame it on Dortmund, blame it on Sancho, blame it on Zork, do anything but to blame it on themselves for being spineless bottle jobs who haven't paid the money however however i i think the with the teller situation they just won't bother 
and I think they won't cover up their tracks there and they'll just be like you know what it will just be they'll be expired that's what I was trying to you know say is I, I think that people will there'll be no hiding from that and it's just classic United missing out on a player because they want to pay a couple of couple of mil like it's two three four five mil isn't it something like that um anyway uh we've obviously covered Tellez we've covered Sancho now we obviously talked about Cavani now I think it's time to talk about the important one tomorrow Tottenham Hotspur Old Trafford what are you thinking Jose Mourinho's coming back 2-1 2-1 we can't lose to we can't lose to Jose we can't Mm. plus I think Son's injured right for a while he is indeed, yeah. And he's been the main man so far, I think, him and Kane. And I think mm. people, are, they, they used to say they don't work well together. But when you've got them both fully fit, kind of unplayable <sighs> on their day. They're a quality partnership. For me, the best in the PL. Best mm-hmm. partnership. Um, you know, even better than Rashford and Martial themselves. 100%. Um, but I think that, you know, yes, yeah, Son's out, but Spurs are still a good side. They, you know, they, they, people, people were, you know, keen to take shots and they, were, they looked like they were quite weak. But the business that they've done, obviously Bale's not going to be fit to play, but the business they've done this window is exemplary. They've done some really, really good signings. And Mourinho looks like he's going to get backed. He's been backed. And whatever you think about Mourinho, he's a winner. He's a winner and he's good in the big games and he will turn up. He will turn up. I don't think Spurs are going to come to Old Trafford and put in a, a dodgy display. I think they will They will come up all guns blazing and they'll they'll give us a good game. Uh, hopefully, we can get we can get the goals we need to, to outscore them, really, because I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring fixture. I'm going to say 3-2 to United. I mean, it's... We're both being quite positive predicting a win, but it is at Old Trafford. We've got to remember that. We can't, we, we can't afford to lose. The amount of mm. negativity around in the fan base now. I just hope it doesn't turn against Oli because we need that board gone before we move on. Bef- yeah. Maybe Oli isn't good enough, but that board needs to be gone in a loss at this stage where there's all, all, already all the negativity about Sancho not coming. Oh, to be honest, the negativity might force Sancho through. But Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe a loss could be a blessing in disguise, but I don't like that mentality. I don't, no, no. I don't, like, I don't like going into supporting games, going to games supporting Man United, hoping they lose. Like, it didn't, it didn't sit right with me, but mm-hmm. you do make a valid point. Maybe it will be enough to get him through. But, but yeah, you're right. We, we can't afford to lose. If we, we lose, to- yeah. Yeah, if if we lose, we're looking really, really dodgy. We're going to be on three points after three games. That is not that's not acceptable for this football club, regardless. Even though we're playing, you know, historically, Man United would always beat Tottenham Hotspur. No, no questions about it. You know, and especially at Old Trafford. Um, going to White Hart Lane was a different question, but at Old Trafford, Man United have got to beat Tottenham Hotspur every season after season. And if we don't do it again, we, we you're right, we're in serious trouble. I mean, do you think we're in serious trouble already or do you think beating Spurs will save us? Depends on how the rest of the transfer window goes. Window goes. Sancho in, Tellez in. Okay, we've got something to work with. We still don't have the centre-back, but we've got something to say, okay, we're ready to go this season. We can compete. Not for the title, obviously not. Liverpool are too far ahead, no matter how much we want to say they're not. They've got too much of a good squad. But mm. I think we can say, although we can't forgive how late the signings would come because they could have already helped in a lot in the past games. We can say, okay, let's go. We've got something here, haven't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if we did land Sancho, Tellez, Cavani and Van der Beek as a window, what would you rate that out of 10? Taking into consideration how late it's come or just the players out of 10? How about we do both? Players and 
than the timings and all that. Okay, players. So it's a nine. It's a nine. Because mm. we needed the centre back. Centre back, then it's up. But without, with the timing considered, seven. Because they are good players, but how late it's come just shows incompetence from us. Yeah. So we can't, I don't think we can get higher than a seven, even though even the rival fans will be there. Oh, look. It's another expensive window for Manchester United. And mm. they're still ungrateful. They just don't understand, do they? Yeah, they don't understand that we needed to have Jaden Sancho in both of those first two games. And that's, 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 that's factual information. Sancho, for me, generational talent. If he's part of the window, it's immediately going to be at least a 7 out of 10. So I'm going to say 8 out of 10, all things considered. Um, because I, I personally rate Cavani quite highly. I think he's a good, good player. Again, though, the whole Asians fees and his wages situation, we'll see more about that soon. Um, but I, I, again, I think he's a good player and he's a good player to bring in and back up to Martial. He's intelligent. He offers something the other players don't. We've obviously been through all of this. Um, Tellez, Tellez is, is another left-back option, another left-footed fullback. more crucially. We've only got one left-footed fullback in the squad at the moment, which isn't, you know, isn't right. And obviously Delo's gone, so we've got to replace him somehow, even if it's, you know, just with Tellez and, and Shaw as left-backs and then Williams over to right-back to back at Wambasaka. So we, if we have ourselves a backup fullback, a, 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 another winger coming in in Sancho, or even if it's somebody else, we'll have at least another backup winger because we obviously James isn't a right winger for me. He's, he's better on the left. Um, and, well, I mean, I don't know what you think, but you might not even want him on the left at all. Um, and then a proper backup striker uh, behind Martial and a backup midfielder in Van der Beek. We're looking at a good squad there. And I, as I, I think I said in the first episode of the podcast, I said, look, Solskjaer needs you know, 14, 15, 16 players you can depend on to drop him a good performance every game. And if, we, if we're looking at that, then, then and he, and he believes that he's got himself 14, 15, 16 players he can depend on, then that's, that's fine. And that's, that's looking promising for the future. And, you know, a couple more signings. And we could be looking at competing with Liverpool, as you say, but... Even the morale that bringing in more signings, it just lifts the club, doesn't it? Even Luke Shaw was saying the other week that he thinks that we've underperformed in the market. Not a direct quote, of course, because you can't say that as a player. But I think right now they know that the board hasn't backed them as players and the manager enough. And when you know that your board isn't backing the manager, you just lowers your confidence, doesn't it? So if they see Sancho come in, if they see Tellez come in, then we're ready to go, as I said. I mean, the, the players will, will look at social media. The players will know that the fans are absolutely fuming, you know, especially considering they're in lockdown and there's plenty more time to just sit on Twitter and sit on your phone. I'm sure the players know that Paul Pacinio ratios Manchester United on a regular. Um, I'm sure they know United Cloud's begging for transfers and hopefully they're watching the podcast, but <laughs> obviously not. And I imagine they probably, they probably know about Mark Goldbridge getting angry about things as well. They, know, they must know the United fan base aren't happy with the situation at the moment. They'll feel it too, though. They'll feel it yeah. too. Themselves as players, you're right. They, they'll think, you know what, we need someone in the in the club. Like like when Fernandez came in. I'm, obviously, we talk about what he's on on the pitch, but off the pitch, even things as little as he 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 now runs the music in the dressing room, stuff like that. He's completely changed that club, and he's 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 boss now. And bringing in a player like Cavani, apparently he's a great guy as well. Um, so that that'd be good. And bringing in a player like Jaden Sancho, you look at the sort of aura he seems to have about him at just 20 years old. Yeah, what they say, he's got so much drip. He, he's like a really, really, really influential figure on well, and off the pitch. 
although it seems to have fallen through now, what do you think about Dembele? Would you have taken him? Would I have taken him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is he good enough for Man United? Probably. Is he what we need right now? And considering the whole Sancho situation, would he be good? No. Like, he's not good enough when you consider that we absolutely have to be signing Sancho this summer. And I don't think anybody that comes in at right wing and is good he'd struggle. He'd struggle because of all, the, all of the hate he's already getting, people calling him Dembulance and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He, he really, really would. He would, he would, he would fail to, to adapt to me purely. One bad game, the, one bad game, the amount of hate he'd get. Gone. But in his defence, he's an outstanding footballer. But he's just injury prone. He is demulence. And I don't, I don't want him. And, you know, it's gone now anyway, so we haven't got to worry about it. But any other right winger is going to have the same sort of issues. Obviously, they're not going to be, you know, branded injury prone and stuff unless they genuinely are injury prone. But I don't even know who we're looking at for a right wing other than Sancho. It's, or Campos, isn't it? And again, he's not, I don't think he's a Manchester United player, Lucas or Campos. But How about the news today about Sancho forcing the move? Do you, do you think that's true? I mean, he obviously, we obviously know he wants to move. We know that he wants to move. And I'm assuming that he probably will be trying to force it. And the fact that he is injured, or sorry, ill, is... Spiritual sus- condition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we said, I've heard people say, you know, he's suffocating from all the... You know, he's stuck inside Dortmund. He's trapped in there. Or he's, you know, he's, he's sick from all the rumours and stuff. But there is something in that. There is something in that, I think. I do think that if he was not linked to the move to Manchester United... He would probably, the sort of guy that he is, I'm sure he would have pushed himself through. And everyone was saying, oh, he is in training. He is training on his own or he's not in training. No one's got a clue what's going on with him. And that's the weirdest thing about the whole thing. No one has a clue. No one's got, no one, no one knows what's happening with difficult Sancho. Though, isn't it? It's just difficult to know what's going on. In Germany, they're reporting he's in training, like training every day. Whereas here, Sky Sports, they're saying he, he went to training. He was at training one day, then he was not there. Then he was there again. And then he wasn't there yesterday. Yeah. So it's all confusing. We don't know where Jaden Sancho is. So we don't know. <laughs> I, I hope... There's also the reports that he went from Dortmund to Luton from like. Oh, yeah, I saw that. There was a picture of the private plane, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, hopefully we know where he is on the, on the 6th of October when the window's shut. Hopefully he's all wrapped up in his Man United pajamas and good to go. But obviously. That, that, that's hinging on quite a few things going in our favour at this point, and I'm not overly optimistic. I was much more. I was. I was convinced he was going to come for much of the summer, even when reports are going against us. But now that we haven't got him and it's not, it's not picking up momentum. I'm a little bit concerned that actually, you know what, he might not be coming. Um, to check and see if there's any updates on him. What I do see is that Cavani will be earning 200k a week plus at United, according to Jim White. From the, I think he's from the Times. I'm not sure, though. Apologies to Jim if he's not from the Times. But if, 200k a week is a lot of money. Too much. Too much. And we, we were just fixing that wage structure as well. But it's just, it, it doesn't really matter how we see it, though, does it? It matters how the players see it. It matters how the manager sees it, too. But mainly the players, if they think, why is this guy coming here? I've been here working. I've been here putting in the putting in the time at Manchester United to get to make it better, to to get us on the track we wanted. He's just come here earning more money than me at 33 years old, when no one else really could afford him or want him. 
Yeah, I mean, I was arguing with unofficial pundit on Twitter earlier on, and he said that he was um, a retirement. He wanted a retirement payday, and I thought, you know what, maybe he's right. Uh, and maybe Cavani is coming here for that. But what I've heard about him, he's apparently a great guy. Like, apparently, he's a really nice. He's a really nice character, and he, he's friendly, and he gets on with everyone, and he doesn't he doesn't throw a strop if he's not in the team. So if he is coming here to play second fiddle, he's on a decent enough wage because he's a obviously a very high caliber player. And he's like a, a nice guy. And he's not going to be a strop merchant like Alexis Sanchez. Then maybe the players will think, you know what? All right, fair enough. We don't know. We don't know what the players privately think about each other's wages, and maybe what sort of rivalries there could be within the dressing room about it, and if there any will be will be caused. But for me, they must be convinced that he's the right sort of character because as much as we say it might not be Ole's signing, I do think that since he's got the job, Solskjaer, he, the manager's become much more involved. And I don't, as, as much of an idiot as Woodward is, I do feel as though Solskjaer must have given his approval for this one and he uh, must see something in him. I'd assume that he could, well, he can obviously speak Spanish and I'd assume he can speak French after all of his time in Paris. So I'm not sure about that. But, but surely. He seems like an intelligent guy. Yeah. Surely he can. Surely. Um, so he'd already fit in with a lot of our players because lots of our players obviously speak Spanish. You've got the De Gea Mata group that he'd fit mm. straight into. He'd be able to speak to Martial Pogba. And I'm sure, so I'm sure they've done a good enough research on him to realise that he is right. So we'll get, we're just going to have to trust, trust the judgment of them. Even if it's available it, for the whole window. Well, he was going to Benfica at one point, wasn't he? And then it fell through because of agents' fees. Yeah, and then agents' fees. I don't know how we always get scammed into paying these agents' fees, though. Well, at least we didn't pay it for Dabala, because that was ridiculous, if you remember that. Wasn't it image rights? Or was it agents' uh, yeah, fees? Yeah, agents' fees, image rights, all of it. It was all a massive mess. Wasn't it adding up to like 60-something million, including Lukaku? <laughs> ludicrous, ludicrous. But we got Bruno Fernandes in that position at the end of the day, so I'm not going to complain about that one then too much. And anyway... As you said earlier on in the episode, let's not talk about Dybala because that was very depressing. I, mean, I wonder if we'll get a Dybala-type story in the next couple of days. Or maybe Cavani is our, is our weird story that we're going to get. And maybe it's actually going to happen, which is a surprise. But we'll uh, see. He's not as good as Dybala, though, is he? Like Obviously Dybala, not. Everyone was excited for that Dybala saga. And it was just, just a loss at the end of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, even still though, it was still like a really weird sort of, you wouldn't expect yeah, that to happen. Spurs were signing in one, it's like, <laughs> oh, who knows, yeah. who knows what who will knows? in the last few days. Hopefully it's Sancho, hopefully there's Tellez, but let's just hope it's not just Cavani, because then he's going to start getting hate as well. Oh, 100%, if he is the only one who comes in. It's not going to be easy for him because the fans, we're not happy. We're not happy with the situation. No, we're not, but we need to, we need to back it. We need to back oh, him. Oh, I'm, I'm backing him 100%. We have to. It's, yeah, not, it's think... not his fault that he'd be the only signing, hypothetically. Plus, From what I've heard, he's a professional. Yeah. He's a professional and he'll come in and he'll do a job. Reminds me of the Ibrahimovic signing. Mm. He hasn't quite got this Latin aura, but I'm telling you now, he's... PSG's record goal scorer and you know his last time was there for nearly as long as he was so that says something about him doesn't it he is a top top striker but anyway hopefully Man United will go and sign Jadon Sancho Alex Tellez and obviously Cavani looks like it's going to be wrapped up potentially by the time you're watching this Cavani will be wrapped up but I guess that's just for the future to decide we don't know what's going to happen yet anyway thanks for joining us today in the podcast and it's been a real pleasure once again and we'll see you next week Bye-bye.